and you couldn't grab at anything. There was no way to stand. And there was no way not to stand. And that I was, whatever this incarnation, whatever level of reality this was, I had to inhabit it impeccably to be free within it. And the freedom was going to come through my incarnation, not in spite of it. And that I was going to have to learn to be, as Christ said, in the world, but not of the world. And that all the things I'd pushed away, I was going to have to, I was going to have to take the curriculum sooner or later. That turned around the direction of my life a lot. Because until that time, when I was busy just trying to get high to get enlightened, and I thought enlightened was high, that was a confusion in my mind. During that time, I really begrudged the price of living on the earth. I begrudged, and I constantly saw that I wanted to push away all the, st the experiences of life. It's interesting, when you want to get high, suffering is a real drag. And you want to avoid suffering as hard as you can. When you want to be free, you begin to hear the teachings of the Buddha about the cause of suffering being the clinging of the mind. And when something creates suffering in you, you don't go asking for it unless you're really advanced, I guess. But when, you, when the suffering comes down the pike, you don't turn away from it because you know that the only reason you're suffering is it's telling you something about the clinging of your own mind. And it's being offered to you as a gift. This is, gets very weird because it turns the whole game around. As Rumi says, at first, before you're awakened, you go towards water and you avoid fire. After you begin to awaken, you go towards fire and that brings you into the cooling quality of the water. And instead of going for pleasure, you go for freedom. And it's a very different style of life. And a lot of things that you would have avoided because they brought you down, because you see that the only thing that brings you down is your own mind. It's not the city. The city's just sitting itself. It's being essence city. What are you getting so upset about? It's your reaction to the city that's what's doing it to you. It's interesting that as long as you identify with your personality, the things that get you uptight are your enemies. The minute you identify with your awareness, then the things that get you uptight show you where your awareness has still sticky fingers. All of the spiritual practices that one does primarily are designed to help release you from the tyranny of your own analytic mind. Sometimes you use the mind to beat the mind. Sometimes you do it through devotion. Sometimes you do it through working with energies like breath and so on. And um, the minute you break the identification with your thought, it's as if you come into a quality of awareness that also besides the quality that it has of presence and clarity about the universe around you or in you or you there is also a quality that is very soft in it i focus for that or i see that as what's called in chinese the sin sin h-s-i-n sin sin the heart mind it's the intuitive heart it's not the emotional heart 
It is the like the doorway into that other realm where you are not separate. Like the quality of our emotional heart is like a doorway into that. You notice how with your heart, your heart goes out to people. My heart goes out to you is an expression. You give away anything. Take my car, take my house, take it all, the heart says. The mind keeps saying, now wait a minute. Okay. Because the mind is protecting your separateness while the heart is giving it all away, always. And the interesting situation is that we all have these incredibly compassionate hearts that are like... They are, they are the quality of love, the quality of boundaryless, uh, soft, uh, merging presence. But most of us armor our hearts with our mind, with our thought. And the only thing that we're involved in at this moment in our practices then is breaking down that armor so that that intuitive heart can function because we've cut ourselves off from it by our mind armoring us. And when we do that, we end up feeling starved because it's through that intuitive heart that we actually get fed by the universe. It's like an umbilical cord of stuff that comes into us. And when we cut it off with the mind, we end up feeling very alienated and very starved. And that's why we're always so greedy. We keep wanting more of everything because we're always trying to fulfill a hunger in us. And the hunger is created by the way in which we've made ourselves reinforced our own separateness from it all. And you can see all the pathology and the way we've gotten rid of the extended family and we've gotten the mobility. We've taught about external freedom, meaning you don't have to be attached to anything. And the cost is incredible. See, most of us, with your mind, because your mind lives, deals with polarities, you feel that if you're happy, you're not sad. And you want to be happy, so you push away that which makes you sad. And I've begun to understand that what is required is that we expand ourselves to embrace all of the planes of consciousness simultaneously for true compassion to arise. If you alter your consciousness sufficiently so that you're standing at the cusp between form and formless, right at the edge, and you look out at form, you are absolutely awed by the beauty, the exquisiteness, the awesome nature of the way in which forms are all related lawfully. Plato refers to that. He talks about seeing the law and praising God as the law. He said, but in order to do that, you can't be identified with your own suffering or your own pleasure or you don't see it. It's the same thing the Tao says when it says, truth waits for eyes unclouded by longing. If you want something or if you're pushing something away, you don't see this beauty. It's only when you develop a certain equanimity and a certain emptiness inside. When you're right at the edge of the formless that you look at the forms and you see the law and it is so beautiful. May we see it in all these little microcosms. We see it in physics and astronomy and the way in which a cell structure is related to the way the planets work. And the lawful nature of music and art. And it is... It, ah. 
and you look and you see that your own thinking mind is part of that law. And it's all unfolding in a purely lawful way. And then you look and you see that the suffering in the universe, if you stand back far enough, that the suffering is part of the law. There are, from where I'm sitting, when I'm sitting in that place, there are no errors in the universe, not one. That where you are at this moment, with all your tsaris, with all your problems, with all the things of if you're all your if-onlys, if-onlys, just where you are at this moment is the absolutely optimum place you are to be at this moment from a spiritual point of view for your optimum growth. And the statement in you, I should be more like the Buddha or the Christ or I wish I was there or I should be meditating more or all that, that's all part of the perfection. And you look and you see that the way in which suffering works, in the way it works from a spiritual point of view. But then when you identify with your humanness, with your separateness, with your emotional heart, suffering stinks. And when you look at the pain of another human being, it wipes you out because you empathize with it and you feel so horrible about their pain and you would do anything to take it away and the problem is there's so much of it i mean there's battered mothers and battered children and there's starving beings and there's blind people and there's whales that are going extinct and there's seals and there's trees and there's where do you begin you just got to look in a mirror there's suffering right there and it's so much for the human heart that the human heart armors itself with the mind and you become what's known in the in the service industry in the caring industry as professionally warm you are kind in a way that doesn't hurt your heart you're caring like if you're a nurse working in an icu ward and you're dealing with pain and fear and suffering and death most of those people become very kind and warm and friendly and caring but they are protecting they have cut off their own hearts because they're they would they feel they would break otherwise and they got to save something for home but if you are going to be free there's nothing you can turn away from or turn off and how do you keep your heart open in hell becomes the interesting question the best way I can understand it now is that it is the balancing of these planes of reality inside myself that allows me to do that. It's interesting that as you extricate yourself from your identification with your separateness, your whole feeling about death changes. Because the part of you that isn't separate isn't coming and it isn't going and it's there's nothing there's no birth and there's no death you just are but because that part of you is not knowable by your mind your mind keeps denying its existence the part of you that is not in form is only beable it's not knowable and the mind goes up the wall trying to figure out how to control that part of you and for us to stretch to handle what seems like a paradox to the mind that it's all perfect and it's horrible and when you embrace all of it you start to embrace the human condition into yourself you start to embrace the suffering like if you live fully in this moment 
Does this moment include that baby that's taking its last breath from starvation? Yeah. So are you sad? Yes. Does it include the baby taking its first breath as it comes out of its mother's womb? And the joy of the beginning? Yes. So you're happy. If you are the fullness of the moment, all of it, these are all your voices. If you and I are to be free, there is nothing we can push away. And when we die into all of it, and we get out of the egocentric predicament, the Gandhi, God demands nothing less than complete self-surrender as the price for the only real freedom that is worth having. Meaning you stop being so busy being you. And when a person thus loses herself, she immediately finds herself in the service of all that lives. It becomes her delight and recreation. She is a new person, never weary of spending herself in the service of God's creation. Ram Das, the uh, inimitable Ram Das, the late Ram Das, died seven weeks ago. We're remembering him this hour by giving you portions of a five-plus-hour handsome box set with five CDs. It's called Becoming Nobody, the Essential Ram Das Collection. Ram Das talking to you and to me, sharing his insights that he accumulated, that he gathered and collected and thought through and considered over a period of more than five decades. It's called Becoming Nobody, the Essential Ram Das Collection. This is special fun drive programming on KPFA. And we're remembering Ram Das. I am. My name is C.S. Song. For a $20 a month pledge to KPFA, you can get this five CD box set, Becoming Nobody, the Essential Ram Das Collection. $20 a month or $200 all at once, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-439-5732. And uh, Ram Das, who is and was a spiritual teacher of great renown, widely respected, globally sought after, Explored the depths of consciousness and love and awakening, brought back insights as his her service to others. Jack Cornfield says said Ram Das is one of the great sages of our time who can make us laugh, cry, and awaken. Wayne Dyer said Ram Das has been the most influential person in my own spiritual development. I treasure his wisdom as well as his spirit. And He's a great storyteller, a spiritual pioneer, writer, teacher, one of the U.S.'s most famous, most acclaimed, most sought-after, most trusted spiritual seekers. We lost him. The world did. But he's still with us in spirit, and he can be talking to you because of this amazing essential Ram Dass collection called Becoming Nobody. $20 a month to KPFA, $200 all at once, and you get that thank you gift, which arguably is of more value and will be of more value to you and your life and your spiritual development and your moral development and your attitude and your disposition and the way you 
see the world and the way you grow and the way you develop and the way you interact with people more of value to you than what you will hopefully give to KPFA right now by calling 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. You can also donate online at kpfa.org. You know, some people give and they don't ask for any thank you gift. And that's that's fabulous. That's wonderful. And that means they're dollars, their donation dollars, their contribution goes farther because we don't have to spend the money to acquire the thank you gift and to ship it out. But for those of you who want to get something as well as give and possibly get something more valuable than what you give, we are offering and delighted to offer this Becoming Nobody, the Essential Ram Dass Collection, $20 a month to KPFA, 1-800-439-5732. The goal, as you heard Ramdas say, is not to be high, and he was plenty high, right? He was doing psychedelic research with the likes of Timothy Leary, who was hanging out at Harvard and doing his thing. The goal is not to be high, but to be free. Well, what does free mean? Well, not free, according to Ramdas, from not free to consume or free to spend or free to throw your weight around or free to engage in hedonistic pleasure. No, it's freedom of a spiritual kind, a way of keeping our hearts open, as he said, a way of being free to the extent that we can be free of fear, of anxiety, of worry, of hesitation, of excessive caution. How do we go beyond all that and become free. And that is really what Ram Dass's life was devoted to, is figuring out how to become free, what are the obstacles to freedom, how to overcome them, and to achieve, you heard him say, equanimity, a kind of emptiness, not, not to be brain dead or something, but to be empty or more fully empty of the things that afflict us, 1-800-439-5732. dollars a month gets you becoming nobody. He talks about how to keep going in the face of bad news. Well, that's that's pretty profound right there. If you get just that out of this five-hour audio collection, and you will. But I should say, if you're able to master that, you're doing a lot better than I am, a lot better than most of the people around you. How to stay open to the world and to people. We tend to close ourselves down. We tend to guard our hearts. We tend to protect our hearts. We, we, we guard our hearts and ourselves so much, we close ourselves off to so many experiences and to so much joy. And uh, he goes over, he talks about the temptations, the things that tempt us, material temptations, temptations of the body, and he shares his insights, his insights called from so much investigation, uh, not just uh, abstract intellectual investigation. No, he's read a few things. No, he's, he's gone places, he's met people, he's experienced things, he meditates, he found a guru in India, he practices 
what he preaches and we miss him. Um, but he is still alive through his words. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732. $200 all at once gets you more than five hours of material on a five-CD box set called Becoming Nobody, the Essential Ramdas Collection. Listen to it. Learn from it internalize some of it, and then give it to somebody. Give it to somebody you know, someone you care about, and maybe ask them to pass it along after they have gotten the benefit of Ram Das's wisdom. Spiritual explorer, form, former psychedelic investigator, and then everything turned after he left Harvard, and then he went to live with Leary and friends, and then he went to India, and he began to get fully exposed to Hinduism and Buddhism and Sufism and other mystical traditions and he began to write about how to be here how to be here now and he became extremely famous, very influential and you can get the benefit of so much of what he has accumulated or what he did accumulate in his long lifetime. 1-800-439-5732. If you are a spiritual explorer of any age or tradition, chances are you've heard of Ram Das. He began his, quote, somebody training as Richard Alpert. That's what his birth name was. The 1960s Harvard psychologist turned hippie who tripped with Timothy Leary, befriended beat poets and Tibetan lamas, found his mentor, his spiritual guide in India, wrote the perennial classic Be Here Now and the rest is history and much of that history is is kind of integrated into Becoming Nobody the Essential Ram Dass Collection $20 a month or $200 all at once. Now we've been given a match by Sandra in Madera, California and she has agreed to put up $700 to match all of you out there to the tune of $700. Now, if one of you wants to give us $700, that immediately makes Sandra's money, uh, it makes it materialize with us because it's a conditional pledge. So she's matching you dollar for dollar. We need to raise $700 collectively until the end of this hour, and we have about eight minutes to do that. So if you give $20 a month and get Becoming Nobody as your thank you gift, we get $40 a month. If you give it as $200 all at once, we get $400 all at once. You get the picture. We get the money from Sandra. We get the money from you. Your dollars are effectively doubled. Your dollars go twice as far because of Sandra. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. He tells stories. He gives accounts. He has an incredible, one-of-a-kind sense of humor. He's a legendary teacher, and you, you I'm sure you've realized that if you listen to him this hour, if you are still hearing my voice, you're intrigued, you're interested, and maybe it's your first exposure to Ram Dass. I remember my first exposure to Ram Dass and thinking, this is mind-blowing, this is counterintuitive, this is this is crazy stuff. This is I ain't never heard stuff like this. No one ever taught me this in school. Nobody ever taught me this on commercial TV or radio or even non-public radio or TV. Um, this is stuff that feels true and goes deeper than so much of what I have been exposed to. Oh my gosh, all the the mundane 
the mundanity, the horrendous mundanity of, of our everyday lives, of so much of what we hear. You know, we hear experts on the radio or on TV, and, and I'm thinking, gosh, they're going to tell me something insightful, and they tell me what I already know. What I already know. I mean, I just know this stuff already, so why am I hearing somebody, this professional pundit, telling me this? Well, this is not what you are going to get from Ram Das. That's not what you're ever going to get from Ram Das. This is a spiritual teacher. This is somebody who turns things on their head and says, look, if you don't change your consciousness and if you don't change your mind about these kinds of things and if you don't shift your attitude and if you don't alter your consciousness, you are going to stay stuck. You're going to stay deep down in the ruts that you have dug for yourself. You are going to continue to look at people in certain ways. You are going to look at yourself in certain ways that are not productive, that don't help you, that don't increase your joy, that don't make you um, develop your equanimity, your sense of balance, and your sense of peace, and your peace of mind. We are, we're, you know, I, I include myself in this. We are so stuck. We are so stuck in patterns. And to be shaken out of those patterns is something that very few people can do. But Ram Das is one of those people. To be shaken out of our bad patterns, our, the ways we despise ourselves, the way we don't give ourselves enough credit, the ways in which we are unfree, the ways in which we chain ourselves to our habits, the ways in which we don't we aren't open to other people. We can't exercise the compassion we want to. We're unable to exercise any compassion in this world where it seems like if you um, you know, if you fully expose yourself or even partially expose yourself to all the suffering, all the tragedy and atrocity and aggressions and microaggressions in this world, and you think, I, I need to close myself down. I, I can't take this. It's, it'll overwhelm me. It does overwhelm me. Well, Ram Das is here to say there's, there's a, a different way. There's a different way than being overwhelmed and overwrought and panicky and fearful and focused on guarding ourselves and protecting our hearts. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732. We are $325 into our $700 challenge, so that means we have about $375 to make. So if two of you go to your phones right now, 1-800-439-5732, we could go over the top if both of you ask for Becoming Nobody, the essential Ramdas collection for a $200 pledge to KPFA or $20 a month to KPFA, $20 a month. Whoa, that's not even two films. That's not even a film, a popcorn, and a soda in a movie theater. That's that's not even... I mean, I've seen the... I don't drink coffee, and I think I save a lot of money that way. But $20, think about how much coffee uh, at a store you could buy for 20 It, it ain't much. So uh, we're asking $20 a month to KPFA to keep this going, to keep it good 24 hours a day. You can listen. It's your resource. Some people call this the University of the Airwaves, but it's not just university because it's not funded by corporations. There's no underwriting. There's no ads. There's no commercials. It's all about what we think would help you, not what we think would keep you tuned in so that our advertisers could make enough money off of their advertisements so that 
they'll want to stay on stay on as the advertiser for this or that radio station. That's not what we're about at all. We don't have the underwriting credits even. We want to stay stubbornly independent. And um, every call into KPFA is a miracle. And uh, every uh, donation like this hour from Lynn in Santa Cruz, that's a miracle. Thank you, Lynn. Elsie in San Rafael. That was a miracle. Thank you, Elsie. Ann in Berkeley made a miraculous phone call. Thank you, Lisa in San Leandro. She stepped up and became miraculous. Thank you, Lisa. Judy in San Francisco. She pledged as well. And she pledged for the California Field Atlas by Obi Kaufman. If you've heard about that book and you might have heard uh, it talked about last hour, you can still get it by calling 1-800-439-5732. Hillary, Simone, Tim, Kurt, Catherine, they all made miraculous, they took miraculous action. They called KPFA. They didn't have to. Nobody's, nobody's ordering them to. Nobody's requiring them to. They stepped up and uh, out of their own hearts, they wanted to give. They, um, I have a feeling they know that giving feels good, and I'll bet they feel good right now. And they felt good even before I mentioned their name on the air. Um giving is part of life it's part of of why we exist some people would say it is the reason we exist to give to people give to things give to causes we care about we have three people on the line every call is miraculous every call is a blessing 1-800-439-5732 1-800-439-5732 not one hour listening to KPFA, KPFB, KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. It is 4 p.m. Stay tuned for Hard Knock Radio.